Fighters. Welcome to another show. Sunday night, time for a street fight. We're taking your calls live on the air. That number to dial is 614-412-5252. We'll answer any questions you have. Give me some advice. We're looking for examples of getting shit rolled this week. That means when you're set up for a multi-level marketing scam and you had, a, had no idea you were going to hear a pitch that day. So if you got any of those stories to share, please let us know. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it here on WCRS for seven years now. You can listen at 92.7 or 98.3 here inside 270, the Outer Belt of Columbus, Ohio. Or head over to WCRSFM.org where the show is streaming. Uh, you can also watch the show as it goes down on YouTube slash Street Fight WCRS or twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. Thank you for being here. As always, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. This has been our mission to create a horizontally organized group of troublemakers and rabble-rousers that are willing to do what it takes to get our power back and stop all the bullshit that's been going on. So thanks for being here and giving us a listen. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, we got all of our social media going strong and we got a super secret facebook group if you want to find out how to get into that you're going to have to pass the test you can email the page or message the page uh on twitter whatever you need to do or send us an email streetfireradio at gmail.com thank you for being here you're welcome i'm glad you thanked me for being here this week i deserve it yeah i mean you showed up (laughs) you earned it outside throwing up and shit before the show yeah. I don't know what happened there. Bunch of french fries out on the uh out in front of the studio though. Well, you rode in a fumy car though. We were inhaling a lot of carbon monoxide and gasoline from a 76 Nova. That is true. That is true. It was sweet riding in it though. So, you have to let that slide, you know? You want to ride deal. in the sweet car, you got to breathe in the gasoline. That's the deal. I haven't done that in a long time, man. I've been riding in late model cars for too many years, I guess. Yeah, made you soft. That's my uh, first thing that happened when I started to make any sort of money in my life was like, I will never drive an old car again because I do not want that to ever happen. <laughs> I don't want to break down or anything. No, no. I don't want to be on my own with it. Yeah. A couple of things uh, just to catch everybody up. The new episode of Undercover Business Tyrants with Johnny Rockets will be out on Monday. I just released the punk zine, the digital version. The physical version is coming to my house this week, so we'll get those out next weekend, most likely. And what else is going on? You just got the bonus. If you are a Patreon subscriber, we put the bonus. We put up uh, last year's Halloween show that we did with Chapo in New York City, so you can watch that if you're a subscriber. A very good show. A very one of one of our good ones. One of the good ones, right? Absolutely. One of our best. I think it's one of the best Street Fight Chapo shows. I think that's when that show is, I think, when we hit our stride as a big group of people. Yeah. And uh, having all the technology working and a great place to do it was also very helpful. Yeah. Because I think everything. Oh, well, the one we just did, with I thought was great. And I think like it's because like we've done so many together and that was the last one. You know, that Halloween show is the last one before this one. And it's just. I'm telling you, you got to watch it. If you haven't seen us all together, it's it's one of those. I look at it and I'm like, this is six people doing comedy together and it's working. And that is kind of a miracle. 
Yeah, comedians aren't the most cooperative. It seems hard. It seems like it would be hard, but it's not. It's very easy. How's your weekend going? So far, so good. That fall weather's here. Everybody loves so much. Oh, yeah. Fall's great. I've been soaking wet for three days now. Yeah. Everything is cold and wet and nasty. We had to stay inside because it was too gross to go anywhere. Yeah. Actually, we wanted, I wanted, we like, so we were going to go to the Renaissance Fair this weekend. Totally rained our parade. But it was, we were having one of those moments where it was like, fuck it. We should just go. Don't let the weather dictate what we can do. And I was like, it's going to cost $46 to get in. And it's like, yeah. that's, not fun yeah yeah to I, do outside in the rain i went for a walk i because i've been doing my walks anyway because it's drizzly rain it's not pouring right, right so it's like you you don't get soaked until you're out there for like three hours or whatever and uh i walked by the halloween highball which is our big it's a big halloween celebration they do in columbus i've actually never been to it because you have to pay to get in and i'm like not a big halloween guy or whatever i'm not fun <laughs> well, just like I'm not going to try to explain why I'm not a big Halloween guy. I'm just not a fun guy. And uh, so I've never been. But I walked by yesterday and there was nobody there, but it was during the day. And I was just like, then we had we went to Brett's house later on. And that whole part of town was packed. And I was like, these people ain't letting this weather ruin their night. They're out there in their costumes. They're out there doing it, man. Yep, Covered in fake blood. No clothes on. Yeah. You know, wearing like, yeah, wearing a, doing a Conan the Barbarian costume where they just got a loincloth on. So many people are the Avengers now. Is it? That's basically, I just walked through and saw so many X-Men and Avengers and I'm like, no, don't let them also have all the Halloween costumes. Well, they've already taken over the kids, man. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm saying like, so all the movies are now Marvel. <laughs> now the costumes. Too. Now the costumes are too. Next year on Thanksgiving, you'll have to give thanks to Captain America or something. They'll figure out a way to get it involved with Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, Christmas. Yeah, you got to buy the newest toys and underwear and sleep pants. Yeah. How many people do you think are going to be wearing like? Marvel onesies on Christmas morning. How many pictures of that do you think you'll see on Facebook? Well, if they have the old, if they had one that looked like the Cyclops from the nineties cartoon, I'd be yeah. down with it. You know what makes me sad about it though? Is like all these people that were into comic books and stuff spent their whole life collecting things and like getting these rare things. And now it's all just mass marketed. It's not even like cool. You know, your collection is just a bunch of stuff that they made a million of and sent to tar Targets all over the country. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they bust out. The collector's market got definitely blown apart once they started making stuff to be collectible. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same thing with, like, baseball cards and stuff like that. Like, I don't think anybody collects baseball cards because... Is it is it capitalism that just can't resist, like, if something gets popular, making a million more of them? Right. <laughs> I wonder if those Kmart... When I was a kid, I collected baseball cards. And the worst cards were those Kmart cards. Like, Kmart made their own baseball cards. They had, like, their own baseball card imprint. I, I wonder if that. The, I wonder if those are worth money now. Like, if those are, like... <laughs> actually, people are like, damn, I wouldn't mind them Kmart cards. Yeah, no. It seems like such a 2000... It seems like such a thing that would be popular now. It, it, like, that wasn't back then. Like, it so wasn't cool to have, like, a Kmart brand something back then. But now people would be like, damn, you got a Kmart brand thing? Right, right. <laughs> Vintage. Yeah, remember when all the Kmart music came out and people were just freaking out about it? Oh, yeah. What was it called? Blue Lights? 
special or something? Yeah, because I listened to it when I studied. So I'll say that right now. It's like back when I used to study for school, I did listen to that Kmart stuff. It felt good. You know? Sorry. Ah, it's okay. It felt good to listen to for some reason. It's the same thing me and you have talked about with like uh, CBS Bangers or Vaporwave. It just kind of feels good to listen to. It's yeah, it's like, comforting. Yeah, it just takes you back. And you're just like, oh, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm trying to ride on the end of the cart, but my fucking mom won't let me because she says it's dangerous. <laughs> right, right. That was a lot of my childhood. I wasn't allowed to ride on the end of the cart. And then, then it became like, you're too big. You can't ride on the end of the cart. It's doing a Papa Willie. Yeah, we used to. I remember one time climbing the car and flipping it over while my sister was sitting in the seat. Yeah. And then that's when I got like my arm pulled out of my socket at the grocery store. Yeah, you're not allowed to sit in the cart anymore. Like, it might be, I don't know. Every time I move, I feel like it happens. Uh, you're not allowed to sit inside the cart because it'll flip the cart. Because I remember when I was a kid, people would just be sitting in that damn thing, getting pushed around, have all the food thrown on them. I remember times being in the back of that thing, just playing like yeah. my He-Man inside the cart while my mom shopped. Love it. Yeah. Which we they, had, they should offer big carts for adults. They should do like an Instagram thing where it's just like a Kmart, but it's all large size. So yeah. that makes us look like we're kids again. Yeah. People and then would you pay go s- pose in there for $45. <laughs> people would pay so much for it. I'm telling you, this Instagram posing thing is big. They're doing like Mario Kart here, like full size Mario Kart here. It looks like the straight up biggest carny trick I've ever heard of, but they're doing it here and that people are just going to go to that so they can have pictures yeah. doing Mario Kart yep. in real life. Yeah, they're gonna and they're gonna they're gonna convince you they had they're gonna try to convince you they had a lot of fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just take we're just taking pictures of each other. I mean, I read the reviews for it and they said all the costumes are disgusting, like really gross. They're like the cheap foam ones. And right. I remember one of them because it was in Australia. One of them says it's clearly people have peed in this thing because <laughs> it leaves like the big wet. Yeah, stain same. on it and stuff, and it's just like no, because people get drunk at the thing too. It's a right drinking thing, so it costs like eighty dollars or something. They yeah. drive you like an hour away on a bus to a Mario Kart. Yeah, it does not sound good to me. I'm not in at all. Also, they drive you to it just a go kart track, which right. is probably one you've driven by a million times. And like, I would not go there for any amount of money right. in the world because it like looks dingy and gross and shit. Well, if you get to put on this Waluigi hat, though, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they they said that like all they the only Mario costumes they had were Mario, Luigi, the princess, and then the rest of them were just like random costumes that they found. So it would be like. Sure, a wizard, a Harry yeah. Potter. Now you're a wizard. You're the wizard of make it up yourself while you're driving. Have fun. It's great. Be yeah. funky. No. Yeah, I, I uh, will not be doing Mario Kart. I'm going to pass person. on that one, too. Yeah, hard well, th- pass. That's the other thing, too, is then, then like, there's this, uh, you get this guiltiness. My wife has this guiltiness of, like, sitting around the house, like she's supposed to be doing something. And I'm like, you work all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, you're allowed, to, you don't have to be, like, Hashtag crushing it on a business no. on a Sunday. I get that guilt too, man. That's I want think one of the reasons I do my walks is that it's like, well, I left the house today, doing good. You right, know? right, right. I'm not miserable in the bed all day watching the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes I'm like, I do would like to just sit around and do nothing, but I just don't do it. I 
I I can't. You I can't you do a lot of doing nothing. You just reserve it for the late night. Yeah, yeah. I guess I do do it late at night when nobody else can do anything. Right. It's like that's my excuse. If I if it's during the day, it's like I'm the same. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did. La- I mean, I honestly just caught up on a whole bunch of street fight work and did laundry and the dishes like I do every single day. It was just a regular day for me. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I walked both day all weekend, and then I had to go shopping today with the kid because when you have a teenager, you always they always need something, you know. Yeah, well, that's what, and that's the thing too. So we were trying to figure out stuff to do, but everything costs money. Like this is why this is how you end up locked inside your house because it's like you want to go bowling. It's like. Yeah, it's only $48 to go bowling, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're going to buy a pitcher of beer and $9 pretzels. Yeah, yeah. And not everybody can do it, so it's like trying to find somebody to go with you to be in on that $50 is kind of a kind of a pain in the ass, yeah. you know? Ugh, it sucks. Why does everything have to cost money? I know. It's not good for us. No. It means we sit in the house. Um, I wanted to also mention before we get started here that uh, regarding regarding the call we got with the art organizing, uh, the Art and Labor podcast did reach out so to us and said if you're in the area and you are interested in organizing those spaces, they are currently trying to do that and they're doing a podcast about it. So give them a listen at Art and Labor. They're, they've been listening to Street Fight for a few years. I talked to them for a minute. Nice. Well, yeah. that's cool. That's great. Yeah. Sorry, I think I left my uh, battery at home. That's that's not a positive development at all. Oh, well. Yeah, it happens. That's what happens with weed, man. Yeah, sometimes you, know? you smoke so much you forget it. <sighs> yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Let's get these calls, man. Let's get this paper. Let's get this bread. Yeah, I feel... Let's do... This is like doing a call center job. We yeah. have a queue. It's just, we have a really outdated queue that doesn't make any sense. And uh, we got to get our numbers in. Let's get these numbers up, man. Let's, Let's see if we numbers. can get, Let's get everybody on the board. In. I want to get on the board tonight. Let's see if we can get everybody in and and less than three hours. <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm on it. Thank, Thank you. you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? All right, I gotta go. I see you, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. Uh, sorry. Wait. We're here. Oh, hello. Sorry, I did not. It's okay. Someone else. It's okay, buddy. We're okay with it. Hi, how's it going? It is Elizabeth. What's and, up, um, Elizabeth? How are you? I'm doing well. How's Rachel? Uh, yeah. Oh, she's good. She's good. She's been. I'm starting to get her to listen. Okay. She's it. <laughs> What's going on? Is Milo with you? No, they're at work right now. Uh, what? Oh, this job is killing me already. Killing Milo already. Oh, uh, and I won't have long on the phone, actually. Uh, you got to go to work, too? No, I have to pick them up. All right, let me ask uh, this. Let so, me ask this. How's Milo doing with his work? Uh, they're doing okay. Um, it can be a bit stressful. Every, um, everything and, is. So, and I think they're just like not super used to it. Yeah. How yeah, are you um, doing? Uh, I'm okay. I'm just searching. I'm still I'm not searching. Just waiting on... Uh, on you know to hear back from because uh, like I said it's a college job and so there's like you know all this like layers of bureaucracy and stuff yeah that you know I just have to wait through to make you know they have to make sure I'm getting going to my classes and whatever ah yeah yeah well that that's cool I so is everything going okay with with y'all is 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 it uh is everything great 
Yeah, uh, I mean, as good as it can be, I think. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, things are going well. Well, your that, first that, job that is your first job is always going to be super stressful, right? Like, so they have to be kind of freaking out a little bit, you know? <laughs> For sure, and they're like pretty much going in like thirty plus hours to start off with, which is like, you know, definitely a big ramp up from no hours. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I started out with like ten hours a week, then twenty hours a week, and then full time didn't come right. until I was old. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I started as a kid, so there was like laws against how much we could work at fifteen, anyways. <laughs> yeah, not that anybody mm. follows them, but uh... <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, like, some jobs volunteers getting paid. Yeah, some jobs follow it, but I mean, I had a bunch of jobs that never like really followed it or followed it to the T to the point where you didn't get enough time, you know, <laughs> where they're like, oh, yeah. well, technically you're only here for three and a half hours today. So you only get a seven and a half minute break. Right. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my first job actually was a small business tyrant when I was like 16. They had me working literally until one or two in the morning on like weeknights. Whoa! They can't stop. You can't stop them. I'm telling you, the small business tyrants can't be stopped. And and it was really stressful because there were some uh some undocumented people working there. So like I didn't want to like call in and snitch on them, you know? Yeah. That's shitty. But I also don't think that 16 year old should be working till who knows what time. Yeah, yeah, 2 a.m. I I did like a back when I worked at the um mcdonald's when i first started they were having me work till four o'clock in the morning at one point right and uh it was to close they asked me if i'd come in and close and i kind of thought like close just meant you worked until it closed yeah (laughs) right (laughs) well that's the last order yeah and you just walk out tomorrow And then, like, hour after hour after hour went through, and you're doing dishes, and you're cleaning the fryers, and you're like, uh, this is not what I thought it was. Or it'll be, like, midnight, and you're, like, real frustrated in your head, and you're like, I'll just ask, hey, how much time do we got left? And you're like, we got to pull, you know, we got to pull the grill grill plates. It's going to be, like, an hour and a half more, and you're just like, what? How the fuck am I going to make it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, There were times when I was at Schlittle Neezers, and, like... I straight up was just like, hey, I have class tomorrow at nine. I'm like, I'm, I'm here for 45 more minutes and then I'm gone. Yeah. yeah and I would just leave. Yeah. This is, um, gotta stop. Yeah. But okay. I have like five minutes and then I have to go. Okay. Um, so uh, I want to talk about, I, I usually don't give a shit about talking about Trump like ever. Uh, yeah. Just because it's whatever. Uh, I mean, it, it's not whatever, but you know what I mean. No, um, I, I know exactly what you're, I know, like, I get the same feelings too, Elizabeth, where it's like, we have to kind of talk about him, but he sucks and I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Um, but the, I don't, I don't know if you guys have talked about it yet, but there was like the comment where he said he was a nationalist. I did. We didn't talk about it, but I did see that. Yeah. There was so much outcry from everyone. But, like, I don't know, it was just super funny to me because nationalism is literally, like, the one thing that the right and the left can agree on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they like, are all into it. Even, like, you know, like, people who are, like, the radical left, huge scare quotes there, you know, like Bernie Sanders, you know, are still just huge nationalists, right? Just, like, 
the idea that America, you know, it's ridiculous that in this country, you know, people don't have health care or, uh, you know what I mean? Like everyone is a nationalist, except if you're explicitly not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like say like Brett and I have to constantly say we're not nationalists because it's the assumption is okay. You're patriotic though, still, right? Yeah. You're you're really mad because you want to see this country turned. Or you want to see America turned around. Yeah. Like it, it. I mean, and it does, and it also freaks people out when you do. Like it's so set up that it freaks people out. I got an idea. It's so set up that it freaks people out. You know, that when you say you're not a nationalist and uh, I think that might I, I, I think it's weird that they freak out, too, because Obama was a super nationalist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it just like he just didn't call himself that. It's like, it, you know, it, I, I, let me I just throw a theory yeah. out here. The Democrats oftentimes like liberal types will say I'm a capitalist, but I'm for a good kind of capitalism where these Republicans are for a bad kind of capitalism. And it might be that like, I'm a nationalist, but I'm for the good kind of nationalism and not the bad kind of nationalism. Right. When it's like, well, no, this is all just the same shit to stop people from realizing who their interests are with. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody's, I mean, unless you're running something, like if you have your finger by the button of all the missiles, that's the only person that benefits from nationalism. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Well, we all do. Only... What? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, all of us well, definitely yeah, I mean, benefit yeah. from nationalism. Yeah, you're right. Right. In a larger way, like, we just, based on the quality, like, I huge, mean, you know, air quotes, but like, you know, quality of our life. Yeah, and it's really weird that... Materially, we do benefit from it, but in the, like on, like, the level of us as, like, human beings... Like, besides, like, you know, having resources, I don't think we do benefit from it. Well, we don't. We can't change anything. Right. That's the problem. Like, the problem you run into is, like, with nationalism, it just means, well, you can't really change anything. You know, you, like, because the this is the way it works and this is the way it is and everybody loves it because it's a nation, you know? And that's, I guess that's where I'm at is, like, it, it grinds any sort of... Uh, it, it grinds any sort of changes to a halt. It's it's really uh, it does. Nationalism sucks. But yeah, I mean they have the goddamn American flag all over that White House, man. There's nothing out there that is not nationalism. Like it's, I guess. Do you think they heard white nationalism? Right, which people also don't exactly understand what that means. But like, um. A lot of like white nationalists are essentially ANCAP. Um, like it's this weird thing, but yeah. Um, I, I think it's just because of the association with that, it's become this dirty word, which it should be a dirty word, but for more reasons than just that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it, it's like a, I, we talked about me arguing with my father-in-law last week, and a lot of it was just fundamentally he doesn't think that you deserve anything unless you were born on this piece of land, right. you know, and that's where nationalism is terrible, you know? Yeah. Nationalism is like, I mean, at the core of it is, it is like borders. Yeah. And- well, it means we can exploit, exploit other people that are on the other side of the borders. I mean, we can, they're, they can publicly joke and talk about how the people that make all of the stuff that we consume are mistreated. 
Like people talk about it openly, but there's not even a single conversation about maybe affecting change in this. You know, the stuff that they're offering is the stupid Tom's buy one, get one type shit, oh you know? <laughs> right. Or, which is just to make rich people feel better about being rich, I guess. Yeah. Tell me rich people. I love to take rich. I like, I love telling people I just want to take rich people's stuff. Nothing oh, thrills me more than saying, no, 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 no. We're just going to take rich people's stuff. Like somebody got mad at me last week because I was saying Bill Gates doesn't deserve his stuff. And they're like, oh, Bill Gates <laughs> is the guy that you attack. And I'm like, I mean, I attack all of them. But yeah, Bill Gates, sir. Why not? He don't deserve nothing. He's either. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like it's like every single one of them, like no one, except maybe that one guy who like exploited the lottery system. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, if you can win your money legally, if you can win your money in a game of chance, that's all yours. Yeah, we're okay with that. Like, there's there's like one guy who did like a bunch of math and like now owns a private island because he figured out how to beat the lottery. No, Um, how about how about we say it like this? One generation is allowed to be rich. So you're allowed like Elon Musk. Well, he wouldn't be he like you're allowed to if you make it while you're on this planet, you're allowed. But uh, it doesn't go to the next thing, you know, like it because a lot of these people are just starting yeah. out with a huge surplus. That's why they're rich. I don't think people would get super wealthy the way they are if you said you whatever you get now, fine. But it doesn't carry on. It goes back into the pot when you're dead. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got to get going. Uh, All right. Nice talking with you guys. Give our Peace. best to Milo. Uh, all right. See ya. Bye, Elizabeth. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, if you can win a bunch of money in the damn lottery and just keep it, keep it, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. But as soon as you're dead, it goes back into the lottery, I guess. (laughs) But you also can't run a company and take advantage of everybody up the fucking chain to make your bank, too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um I don't like generational wealth. I guess I just don't like wealth. I like rich. Rich is fine. It's like, whatever, if people, if somebody wants to work forever and not exploit people and gets rich, then whatever. Sure. You know, <laughs> but generational wealth, I just don't think anybody deserves to be born wealthy. Yeah, you know? I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, nationalism is just a really fucked up concept. It just puts us in. It just it's why, like, everybody that gets killed in a war isn't a person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Their collateral damage or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like, it and it got blinds so, your vision. And I, I was thinking recently about how in the 90s you would just make fun of the troops. Like, back when I, in the 90s, when I was a teenager, I got a haircut one time and I, it was like a flat top. And I had, okay, so I had had bangs down to like my, where my mustache is now, like these long bangs and then short hair on top. And on the sides, right? Yeah. You know the hairstyle, right? And uh, I would get them braided and stuff like that. And they were just these great braids that I had. Sure. Like little colored rubber bands on the end? Yes, little colored rubber bands. Most of the time, they weren't braids, though. Most of the time, they were just flat. I would, like... You let it hang in front of your eyes? Yeah, I would take them and I would, like, brush them straight down and then spray them so that they, like, stayed perfectly straight lines in front of my face, you know? It was the thing, dude. Back yeah, then, it sounds like you're wearing a veil. Yeah, <laughs> it was the thing in Groveport, Ohio, you know, so I had that. And then one time and I, I I'm not going to use the word I, I I'm going to say, OK, so 
I went to get my haircut, right? And my usual haircut dude, which was just one of my bullshit friends. <laughs> I think he listens to the show. My buddy, shout out to Zane, used to cut my hair. He cut he wasn't around uh-huh. to cut my hair. So I had this girl that I always hung out with cut my hair and she shaved my bangs crooked and kept trying to straighten them out until they were pretty much gone. Yeah. And shaved them off. And listen, I what oh no. I started like I went in the bathroom and hid and I was like almost crying and said, I look like some kind of army F word. I said the <laughs> F word, <laughs> like the, the slur. And it was just like, I, I, and I think about like, and after nine 11, people stopped using that like as a way to describe the army. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I just hated the army, like and made fun of them. And then like nine 11, like reset that nationalism thing. Yeah. Cause I don't remember people. Yeah, I don't remember people having a great respect for the military or the United States back when in the 90s that were around me. Right. But the kids that I hung out with and stuff. And the bad kids are into the military now either. No, I hope not. Gee. Well, now they weren't. But but in the early 2000s, a lot of bad kids signed up for the military. That's true. You know, because they were just I had a bunch of bad kid friends that were like. We got to like defend this nation from these from Al Qaeda. Yeah, 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 it just happened and it caused nationalism cuz people freaked out. And now we're just now like washing that away, you know. Now the bad kids are back to thinking the army's dorks. <laughs> cuz it just seemed like the dorkiest thing in the world you could do was be in the army when I was a teenager. Like, ugh. yeah, stand around in that outfit in front of a folding table and bother kids. <laughs> Get screamed, and then when you sign up, you have to go to like a camp and get screamed at for six weeks. I was like, who would do that? Like, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Yeah, I think I told the story one time. We were in a Burger King, and there was a kid that they were taking. They were giving him his like free fast food meal before he signs the papers. And uh, one of my friends, I out of nowhere, he just cough. He coughs really loud. He goes, "Don't do it." Like that while he was in line. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the guy turned around and got super pissed. Yeah. Yeah. He started yelling at us and shit. And we just eventually left. But weird thing. The guy had the worst tattoo I've ever seen in my life. What was the tattoo? I don't even want to say it now. Was it one of those army tattoos? It was horror. It was so it sounds like it was so psychotic. It was strawberry shortcake nope. getting like sexually harassed by a roach. No, it was crazy. Such an army tattoo. Too was it the army guy that had? No, it? the recruit. Had oh, it. oh, because he okay. saw I had a tattoo and showed it to me, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> is that? And that's when my friend said, "Don't do it." Yeah, don't don't get in the army, man. But the, same rec- for you. the recruit guys didn't care. They were no. just like, "Don't don't walk, don't work." You know, they they eventually stopped the guy from screaming at us probably whispered in his head and was like cool tattoo the, the army guy <laughs> yeah it's like yours is cooler your tattoo yeah. is cooler than those those dropouts over there those loser bad kid dropouts yeah. over there you don't want to be a skater kid yeah yeah no i mean that was who you wanted like when i was a, you didn't want I, none of, in my like part of the city you didn't want to be a skater but you didn't 
like want to be doing anything like the worst possible <laughs> to thing, the bottom yeah the worst possible thing you could do would be any sort of like thing okay. or self-improvement or care about something it's probably why you wore a veil in front of your face <laughs> at the time i know i i mean i was very much I fell for that, obviously. You hear me tell stories about when I was a kid. I just was like, I don't have any ambition. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, no. You can't say nothing about me. I was never passionate or into nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want nobody to know that I've ever liked anything in my life. Everything sucks. Right. All right. Let's see who's on the phone. That's here. the bad kid ethos. Sure. So. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, guys. It's the LSD teen. What's up, LSD teens? Is it just one Not of you? Not a lot. It's actually just it's just teen singular. Oh, what's up, LSD teen? How you feeling? You on LSD? Pretty, I mean, not currently. I wish I had missed Oh, you're uh, cutting out, buddy. Yeah, we're having trouble hearing you. You throw your phone out the window? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Pascadios. The LSD teen just went off on a bad trip. Hello? Yeah, that's a wrong turn right there. He skellied us. That was a funny oh, prank. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hello? Oh, funny prank, LSD teen. You don't have to pick on us because we're old dads. <laughs> Just trying to get us to yell at him. Just trying to get a rise out of Damn us. Damn thing. Kid. Start slamming the mouse up and down. <laughs> I was telling my wife today that my birthday is coming up. Well, she knows my birthday is coming up. And me and Brad are planning to hit the West Coast early January. I said, don't worry, I'll be home by January 18th so you can razz me for being 40. <laughs> I think I sort of would not be mad if they did a corny party for me. Oh, you want like a bunch of over the hill, like <laughs> gravestones? Lordy, I, lordy, look who's 40. I almost, I don't know because like my, I know that my stepmom was like, when she turned 40, she was like, don't you dare. Don't you even me- and now for me it's like I kind of like the irony of like oh you're gonna be dead soon you know what I mean? right right it's depressing but yeah yeah I mean there's a whole industry around forty right like I haven't had an important birthday for a while for <laughs> I think nineteen years right <laughs> it's like holy shit I got an important one co- it's the they make, last they one make decorations for it yeah it's the last one dude wow. I guess the social security one is something, but 40 is the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's over after this. No more special birthdays. Well, once you get long in the tooth, like once you get up there, everyone's ever, they're all special, like past 70. Who are we kidding about with me getting past 70? (laughs) You never know. You can turn it around. You can turn the ship around. Working on it, man. I just threw up out in front of the place. That's not a good way to turn the ship around. No, the ship ain't turning around. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? What's up, you cuties? Hey, who's this? This is uh, Adam from Carolina. Oh, is this the is this Adam the mod? Um, did no, I'm not a mod. Up? Okay, I was just making I sure. I did get in trouble though with the mods. Oh, oh wow! Don't piss the mods off, man. Did they rough you I up? Know, or anything? I know. I know. I learned my I learned my lesson. They should rough you What's up. That? They should rough you up a little bit. Do like, we need to start an internal mm-hmm. internal affairs? We'll turn on them. We will. We will turn on these police. We'll Maybe do a an coup? In- yeah. Well, it's not a coup yeah. if me and Brett do it. It's just the, the hammer going down, right? 
Uh, well, you know, people get in trouble with the mods, but, but me and Brett are in the mods chat, and they're not, they don't ever get mad at people, really. They're the most no, it was kind fine. cops. They're always just like, hey, you know, shit happens, and they move on every time. I've never seen them stay mad at people. I love looking at the mods chat. Um, so what's going on tonight, Adam? <laughs> um, I've just been uh, hanging around my parents' house again. Um, that's kind of what I was going to call in about was, uh, my, my work situation right now. Uh-oh. Um, I, I, I really live in Raleigh. Um, that's where my, that's where my lease is. Sometime next year, um, Adam, sometime I, uh, next year, Adam, I'm planning it. It's happening. Raleigh street, Friday. Raleigh or Durham. Okay. I might not be there by then. How dare you leave? Where would you go? <laughs> Let's see if we're going to see you. Um, I really, I really don't know at this point. I guess that's kind of, kind of what the whole conundrum is. Okay. Um, I left my my teaching job, um, at the end of this at the end of this school year. Why? Um, Why'd you leave? And well, it was at a uh, it was at a private school about an hour north of Raleigh. Um. So it was it was it was a pretty crazy situation. I probably I would call in another night. And, and actually talk about my experience there because it was nutty. Well, I I mean, um, we always have we have so many teachers that listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. And it, mm-hmm. like the one one of the things that's really surprised me about teaching is the amount of different kinds of teaching people. Because when somebody says they're a teacher to me, I see I figure just public school and in my like right by my house but we've had teachers who are like yeah i work at this private i i work at a private school i work at a charter school and make like nine dollars an hour yeah like i teach at college and make almost no money and it's like geez these Mm -hmm. are it's tough out there for them teachers yeah well you know as a as a young a young fella uh just having a, a direct deposit of two grand every month was you know, pretty nice for me. And I got paid through the summer. So I got, I got pretty comfortable, you know, I, you um, make so the I same really me and you make the same amount of money. Too. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I make barely more so gone, than baby. podcasting. <laughs> that is wow. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you went to so college right now, though. I, I and, my, uh, yeah, that made that made that really uh thank you for that. That changed my perspective <laughs> on how much I complain about what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, Adam? Well, um yeah, I've, I've just been trying to figure out what I want to do with my life at this point. Um you know, I got a history degree. Um and I've been doing I've been doing like electrical work with my with my stepdad. Um, he's a uh, he's a kind of a audio engineer technician. We we go to hospitals, install XM radio. For some reason, surgeons <laughs> love XM radio. I can see that. Fucking idiot. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. having to pick I mean, something. I think sucks. they should get a Bluetooth speaker. Honestly, no, sure. They gotta get that. Do they listen to talk radio though? Do you think? I think it varies. There's some there's some that probably listen to like classical music and there's ones that listen to like metal and Shade forty five like hair dude's, listen, dude's listening to Opie Radio. He's <laughs> yeah. working on your brain like oh man oh. <laughs> Jim Norton God. and Sam Roberts and he's working on your brain. Oh good. Yeah. Please don't let that float into my brain wrinkles while you got my head open. <laughs> 
Are you like imagining them getting like boomer mad about about immigration or something? <laughs> yeah. Slice an artery. Yeah. Are you uh, are you liking it? Like, are you liking this engineering work? Yeah. So it's it's all right. Um, I when it's good, it's good. Um, but you know, like you're wor- working with family is uh, is a uh, a big to do. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. When it's when it's bad, you know, you can't get away. I feel, I feel in a very like odd place right now because me and my fiance were, um, you know, basically living in different places at this point. Um, she's back in Raleigh, um, trying to wrap up her position there. She had like a project based position in Charlotte, but it's really like just like a couple months out of the year right now. Now she's looking at a position in Durham. So I might be looking at stuff in Durham. Um, but okay. I've been, I've been, I've been like driving back and forth from Raleigh to Charlotte, like every week and really grinding on me. That sucks. Um, (laughs) you're doing electrician work. You said with your dad. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm like looking into getting my low voltage license and maybe, you know, pursuing that on, on my own at some point. Dude, that is good, reliable work that people fucking need. And that's like a, that's a pretty good to have a way to get experience in it and get some training. I know it sucks to work with mm-hmm. your dad probably, but you can take that tool belt somewhere else and, you know, expand upon it. Um, there's a guy, yeah, I mean, there's a guy that I'm infinitely jealous of that started at a, tr- a trade school, like in high school. He's a journeyman. Pipe, mm. He's a journeyman pipe fitter. Now he f- is like on like 200 feet in the fucking air, putting together like two ton pieces of pipes and shit with like computers and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. It's so fucking amazing. The stuff that he does. Well, so I- dangerous. I'm incredibly, but sweet. <laughs> that's why they make those. That's why they pay the big bucks for those jobs. But right. I God, guess like it's, it's intimidating. Are you crawling in crawl spaces? Um, we, it's usually like hospitals that we've been working in. It's, it's most, it's low voltage stuff. So, you know, we're not like outside linemen, you know, responding to hurricanes and that, and that kind of deal. Are you fishing? But, uh, are you, know, are, are like, you fishing the cave? Like, how are you getting the, like lots of fishing? Yeah, that's the good stuff. Uh, look, <laughs> this is what I think. I think about this a lot though. Is that like I put all my eggs in this basket because I 100% know that if I went and applied at a cable company, I could get the job because I know how to do the basic work. And that makes me feel Mm -hmm. more comfortable than almost anything else. It's just knowing something like that is invaluable. And, and, you know, I, I, I always say that the cable job, I didn't learn anything, but I did learn how to do one important thing. And that's how to get internet from a pole into a house. And people will always need to get their internet hooked up and people in South Carolina and California and, and Texas and Wisconsin, they all need that done. And I know how to do it. And it like, it feels good. That's right. It feels good to have that to fall back on. And like, if you still want to teach, like, you know, even if you go back to teaching, you're like, ah, oh, this sucks. I'd rather be fishing cables than you can go for the, do them wall fishes, you know? Mm-hmm. I do want to say I am, I am, I don't want to, um, belie my, my stepfather or anything like that. I, I am incredibly lucky to have a, an opportunity to have been working for him like the past, like 10 years on and off just to make some extra money. And it's definitely invaluable. Um, I feel very 
very privileged to have that, um, you know, afforded to me because I've, I've, I'm a very depressed, scatterbrained person. And I feel like if I didn't have that, you know, I could, I could easily just be, you know, losing a, losing a job every other, every other month somewhere else. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I, I mean, like that whole idea of like, I don't have, I, I'm in the other boat. I mean, where it's like, I don't have anything that I can just go to if this doesn't work out, I guess. I could probably go wash dishes for my sister or something like that, but mm-hmm. that's like not the kind of money that that you need to, to like make a living. But like, uh, that's not enough pesto. No, <laughs> it's not going to do it. But like, uh, mm. but like, if you do have that thing to fall back on, that is, I mean, you're you're mm-hmm. you're sort of that. It it doesn't feel like privilege when you're like fishing wires through a hospital. <laughs> But it is it is sure. nice. <laughs> sure. But if you if you read a certain Marxist interpretation of history, then it kind of is when it comes to the white quote unquote proletariat. Yeah. Um So uh how old are you if you don't mind me asking? I'm twenty five. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, so you got some experience under your belt and the thing is is that all of the weird shit that you end up trying out can sometimes coalesce in the weirdest fucking ways. I mean, you could end up getting enough certifications in electricity and then figuring out how to teach it to kids. Like you could go and just teach at a trade school and get people into it. There's, there's ways that things can be combined and work together too. So, um, Mm-hmm. Focusing on that stuff is will pay off in the long run, right? Hopefully. And it, it it does. Yeah. I mean, at twenty five, you've done two pretty high specialization. Jo- I mean, teaching and electrician are two like very good jobs. <laughs> like, like it's like you're you're way further along than I was when I was. You know what I had done by the time I was twenty five? I had been been a dishwasher. And I had been an mm-hmm. industrial roofer for three months. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you're the real troop. <laughs> My only uh, certification. You know better than anybody. If you're a roofer, you're the real troop. No, the roofers is, roofer is the worst job in the world. But it's it's you're a, the mar- you're the marine. It is. It, roofer is the marine of blue collar work. I think cable guy is mm-hmm. the civilian of blue collar work he's air force (laughs) not even air like it's not even is there a branch of the military where you get to take a lot of naps because that's what cable guy is yeah but i I I just we're basically cable guys because it's a small it's a small business and he's like the sole the sole guy um i mean like we run into like a lot of problems with cable companies like we were um, direct TV. We were, we were, we were at a veterans hospital the other week and we had to install like a, a, a dish on top of the roof and they didn't ship us a base for it. So we got all this, all this work done. And then we had to like cover it with a tarp and come back later, God. like a week later, we still haven't finished the project. We got to go there at the end of this week and I got to listen to these troops talk again. Yeah. They, they love to talk. Well, I think you're, yeah. like you are in a, like a, a, I think you're in a good position. I can see being confused. And like, if I could give, if I was to give any advice, it would be like my goal. If I were you, and this is me, like the most codependent human on the entire planet. It's like, (laughs) get to my significant other and then figure out what I'm going to do when I get there. You know? Cause I, I mean, she's the one with the passion. I feel like, and like, I want to, I want to be able to support that. My ideal situation would be being just a homemaker, essentially. 
Brett Payne. That's my, that's my life. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, Ooh. Brett, you are living the Brett Payne, like, what, seven years ago about life? Like, yeah. you and your your girlfriend live all the way across the country. You're, yep. One, one mm-hmm. of you is doing a job you could not care less about, and the other one is doing a job that is their dream job and just trying to yep. make, it in, make it in the world. And I'm going to tell you, it all turned out pretty good for Brett. True. But True. it was rough. Don't, no, it's don't a lot. get yeah, it wrong. It's a lot of bullshit and work. <laughs> the, 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 the Texas sure. years. If <laughs> well, and a lot of, I mean, a lot of the homemaking stuff was also just getting rid of costs. Cutting costs was instead of making mm-hmm. money, instead of making money, I was saving money. Yeah. So that was my, what I brought to the uh, relationship. And all the dishes were done. All the laundry was done. All the mail was sent out. We had zero errands to run when my wife got off work. Yeah, that's the awesome thing. Like that's what you got to do. You got to prove your worth worth to your. Uh, you got to prove your worth to your significant other, and they'll let you just sit around <laughs> and do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, she's a listener, so I think if I if I was able to do that, and she made enough money, she would definitely let me. Yeah, um, we've been together for seven, eight years now. Yeah, it was like the first time uh so I this whole thing happened to me because I got injured on the job. So I had like a little training wheels period where I was getting paid for that whole time. And uh my wife was just like, I love this. This is the best thing in the world. Like I come home and there's food, there's no dishes, there's no laundry, the house doesn't need clean, my husband's not complaining 24 hours a day because he has to go to work. This is wonderful. Because she loves to tell me, like, she, 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 like, would, I, I'd always feel guilty. I'd be like, man, you know, you go to work every day and I get stoned and go to the movies and then come home and clean up. And she was like, the, the thing is, though, when I get home from work, I don't have to do any of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, and I like getting stoned and going to the movies. So we got something here. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling Adam. I, uh, you're set up. I, I feel real good about your position. I got to tell you, if I was investing in Adam, I would, I would, I would invest harder. Yeah. And man, Oh, well, thank you, Brian. You're welcome. (laughs) Twenties is the perfect time to go for broke. Very kind word. (laughs) Yeah. It's the perfect time to go for broke. If you got bounced back, um, you know, you'll go, you have more information. You got a better, a clearer idea of what you can do. So you will always bounce back too. I want to say that to a lot, like a lot of the listeners is like, uh, but the fear zine, right? Brett, we're, we asked a bunch of people. So in the fear zine, we asked a bunch of people what their worst fears were. Mm. And Brett's was losing all my money. <laughs> and like, that's also kind of my fear too. But if you really look back at the history of our lives, we've probably lost all our money a million times and bounced back still. It's just that fear is that you're going to lose it and never have it again. Yeah. But you'll bounce yeah, back. Yeah, at least there aren't like debtors prisons anymore. Right. Oh, well. Well, actually, that's not true. And if it <laughs> happens, you, if it happens. That's not even true at all. If it happens, street fights got to go underground. <laughs> 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 Thanks for calling, Adam. You're you're a good boy. Thanks, guys. Peace. All right, love you. Oh, bye. What a great situation. Like electrician. Well, I mean, yeah. living far away from your significant other sucks. I can understand. I can understand. I know those moments though in my life when it was just like, how am I going to ever get out of this? But it's just 
just an inch at a time. I mean, you just keep going every day back at the problem head first, try to be smart about it and, uh, you know, keep swinging. Yeah. You'll pop out of there at some point you pop out on the other end. That's the way it works. Yeah. And the way, and it is also, I mean, the way that, you know, street fight happens is because I did shipping and logistics jobs before I did customer service before I have a lot of training in Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> so I'm able to keep this thing afloat without us like spending all the money on stupid shit and, and like having to refund and just fucking quit, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it, all that experience has gotten off. us kind of all your experience has gotten us where we are. And like my just stupid life experience helps like all that's all. I mean, our show is essentially about working for a living and a lot of times and like, that's, you know, I have that experience. Well, like, and even with like your sister who was, who was like a, a corporate zombie that quit to be in the restaurant industry. And in like in a five years ended up, you know, uh, in a high position in one of the best restaurants in town, she was still like running a cake business on the side at one point and like having recipe parties and stuff. So wherever you spend your time is you actually do. That's the only way you get your expertise. The only reason we have expertise is podcasting is because we did it for long enough. that it's <laughs> like, okay, they know something, I guess, you yeah. know, four years of doing this, you know, you do enough electrician work and then you can take that somewhere else, you know, further than just working for your dad's company. I mean, even programming is the same way. Like computer programming right. these days is like you can teach yourself how to do it and then end up doing it right. for a living because it's yeah. just the world is a lot more open if you're head first in the thing that you're doing. Right. You know, you, a lot of times we, we treat things like side projects or hobbies that and they don't work out and we think that that's a failure on our part because like you know like I, i've tried a million different things in my life to make a living i tried stand up and i wasn't i didn't it didn't do well and stuff like that and now this worked and it's just it wasn't because I wasn't talented. It was because I wasn't doing the right thing. Sure. At the time, I wasn't immersed in it. I was spending, you know, I was going and doing it and then, you know, taking days off and, and going to my regular job and right. stuff like that. So, yeah, it is. It's where you spend your time. It pays it, off. You will end up. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see here who's on the line next. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hi, is this me? It's you. This is Awesome. This is uh, Eli from suburban Philadelphia. I'm in the Facebook group also, but I'm not sure if people know me from there, but howdy. How's it going, Eli? Yeah, I think I know now. I recognize it uh, now. It's 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 going pretty well. I'm um, a bit high right now. I'm sorry about that. But, uh, you don't have to apologize. Um, weed Waffles calls every week, and he's high as shit. <laughs> oh, Weed Waffles is a fantastic caller. It's the best. <laughs> uh, Brett and I will just sit here like, oh, is he going to say something bad? Is he going to say yeah, something bad? <laughs> it's like watching a mine car just go screaming down the side of a hill. It's fun, though. It's, uh, honestly, just amazing stories. But, yeah. um, uh, Cool. Um, I, I was just calling it this week. Um, first off, uh, I just wanted to 
say that, like, yeah, that uh, programming thing that you were talking about was, like, something that I actually did uh, entirely was, uh, wasn't what I was planning on talking about, but just what you guys were talking about, like, two or three minutes ago. is like, yeah, I, d- I ended up teaching myself to program, so that's how I got the job that I have right now, which was uh, kind of fun. But uh, That's great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but um, I guess I mainly want to talk about, I'm sorry, I guess this is taking a bit of a darker turn, but just like what happened in Pittsburgh over the weekend, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. I'm Jewish, and just like, and just like the kind of whole thing has been uh, a bit surreal. Like, in one way, it was kind of, I completely expected something like this to happen, just with how everything's been going uh, lately, but in another way, like, still seeing it come to light was pretty terrible uh yeah. but having said uh yeah i mean having said that it seems like i mean i i, I, I felt a lot of support from uh, my communities around me at least which has been really nice especially the leftist community communities around me so that's uh, been pretty good on the whole i guess for, in response to such a awful event you know yeah i, I mean i say you know the there is a lot of screaming and yelling at white nationalism and alt-right and all those people. But, um, they do have, I mean, they do have, I've been around them my whole life and they have a very specific hatred for Jewish people. Yeah. And it's like prevalent in everything they do. There's even some, you know, it's, and it's, um, very obvious part of their ideology, their dialogue, even, you know, Alex Jones, messes around with it calling them international bankers or whatever you well know? It, when you say uh, uh when you say it, they're the like oftentimes when you talk to a white nationalist or a nazi type they will give you like a hierarchy of people who they hate and generally the top of that hierarchy is jewish people and we forget that i think sometimes we forget i'm not jewish so as a person who 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 is not part of the community like oftentimes i think we forget that and we 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 talk about how you know the different like black people being targeted and stuff like that and we really do got to make sure that like everybody we're we're that everybody's protected and i right. think sometimes we can be i don't know sometimes we can be sort of we dis it's not dismissive it's just, just not it. thinking about yeah it, you know Oh no, definitely. I mean, I I, I completely understand that. I I've, I've had a contra or like an internal conflict with that for a while, anyways. Because like in most other ways, like I'm white, like but, but most I, I mean most things about me are pretty easy to fit into the mainstream. So like even then, you have like an internal conflict as to most of the time to most people, no one. Like, like like the same obvious discrimination that's like against people of color it's something that's generally applied against white Jews largely but like no it, it's it's definitely yeah, it's, it's it's all just like different layers of discrimination I guess at different layers of how, how all of it works you know well and it tends to manifest more in violence if you if like that is the thing about like you know a lot of the de- discrimination I mean you know black people are being brutalized by the police all the fucking time. You know, but like when we talk about discrimination against people, you're right. Like a lot of a lot of people can pass as just white dudes. You just end up just being a white another white dude in the white dude soup. But like that when it when something comes to you, it is generally violence. It's brutal violence. Well, yeah, most of the time, like it's like some white nationalist that just decided to go shoot up a, a synagogue or something like that. It it 
it it's uh it's it's scary when I I I I just so what's ha- so what's happening right now in Pittsburgh or what's what's the situation been like? So um, I'm actually not in Pittsburgh. I'm outside of Philly right now. But I mean, from from what I've seen a lot in Pittsburgh is there's is there's really been a lot of support from the community on the whole. Um, I mean, pretty much everyone has obviously condemned what happened, um, and there's been a lot of solidarity outside the Jewish community. Um, in Pittsburgh, which is uh, really nice from what it seems, uh, it's just like, especially the synagogue that they targeted was a synagogue that was known for like, that's known for like having more progressive members. Um, like the guy targeted it, he was uh, very against a group called Highest, which is the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, which was a group that like initially started in the early 1900s, like helping resettle refugee Jews and now helps uh, resettle largely Muslim refugees in the U.S. So, um, yeah. uh, so, so, so I mean, all, all that was uh, in there as well. So, um, I, I, I mean, I, I've seen the Muslim community in Pittsburgh actually done a fair amount, which is a yeah, fair they, amount of outreach, which is really fantastic. Yeah, and they raised a bunch of money, too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, that, I mean, that's fantastic. And it, it, it was something that I was really, really happy to see. Because that's a really nice like act of solidarity. Yeah. Uh, I'm very appreciative. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm trying to find a post real quick. I read something actually that was, you'll just break your fucking heart. Uh, but it was, let me see if I can find it. So this was more of a progressive, like left leaning well, synagogue. Yeah. Listen to this. This was on Facebook. I saw this today. It says my doctor, Jerry Rabinowitz was among those killed in the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting. He took care of me up until I left Pittsburgh for New York City in 2004. In the old days for HIV patients in Pittsburgh, he was one to go to. Basically, before there was effective treatment for fighting HIV, he was known in the community for keeping us alive the longest, and he often held our hands without rubber gloves and always, always hugged us when we left the office. Uh, We made a deal about my T-cells that I wouldn't let him know what the numbers were uh, because I didn't want to be upset with the fluctuations. The deal was he would just let me know at some point when the T-cell numbers meant I needed to start medication. The numbers were his job. My job was to finish my master's thesis, get a job, and not go crazy. Um, So he eventually told him in 95 that it was time to start taking medicines. But at the same time, there was a trial for two brand new HIV medications, and the guy was able to get him into it, and that's why he's still alive today. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, this fucking piece of shit you know, it's taking, took the lives of really cherished, helpful, decent human beings. Yeah. You know? That's what these guys do. And I mean, these is, guys don't do anything. They, they have this pride and this is Stormfront and 4chan and all of these places where we know this stuff is happening. And there's so many fucking people that just want to ignore it. They yeah. just don't want to admit what's going on right now. No, yeah. Well, and you, when you talk about the people that ignore it a lot too, it's like, even like the 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 like Republicans that normally wouldn't be okay with a shooting or something like that that are like just ignoring the root the root of some of these things and like how rotten it is. I think Ann Coulter said, "Well, anarchists uh, bombed the Haymarket back in like you know nineteen thirteen or whatever the fuck it was." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's the worst. Man. <laughs> 
<laughs> what an unbelievably awful comparison. Oh, I yeah. know. That's, yeah. what, that's where we're at, folks. Political violence everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, look into, if you scratch the surface of the Haymarket, too, it was all like a fucking setup, and the police were doing it. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's the police for you. Yeah. I, I'm not normally surprised by Ed Coulter, but that's pretty hilarious coming from her. I couldn't believe it. She is, she is, uh, I mean, she has to get out there. So she has, that's like just Tucker Carlson who just keeps getting more and more racist. Like is, if he, is there any more races I can hate? I'm, I'm Tucker Carlson. I, I need to get these ratings up. Like they're chasing a market. You know what I'm saying? Like these people are like chasing the, the, that stormfront 4chan market. They're people who spend money and that's how they make their money. And instead of going after, instead of like trying to get, make positive things happen with, with people who are trying to do good in the world, that's what their ideology sends them to is to get money from people who are disgusting and what? racist and this is this is terrorism this is what dylan roof did the same thing dylan roof wanted to say these places aren't off limits you know this guy wanted to do the same thing they wanted to strike fear at people where they find comfort and peace you right know? and i've actually read a lot of people talking about how they're like you know you're acting like people are acting like every like these are just isolated acts of violence but this is like how like fascists do war we're at war like they're attacking you know they 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 the guy was sending the bombs the uh that that crazy guy was sending bombs to people they have this shooting and these things are happening on like a really regular basis i just read a thread of 63 different right wing thing right wing violence things that has happened in the past year that's war we're at war with these people and they're killing they are killing us and the police are watching us like we're the, the problem. Very nervous yeah about yeah. us yeah we're the problem yeah no it's 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 unbelievable but uh no, i mean thank you guys so much for taking my call and all that though yeah, yeah thanks no for problem. calling eli i, I hope That's you're cool. feeling uh, better i hope everything's going good yeah, no, no, definitely. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, all right, uh, have a good rest of your day. You too. Oh, man. So, yeah, so there's two groups. It's called Celebrate Mercy and Empower Change, uh, two Muslim community groups. They're on LaunchGood. Just go to launchgood.com. Look for Muslims Unite for Pittsburgh Synagogue. They've raised $106,000. Nice. Okay. Wow. That's great. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know I mean, that that's uh, I don't know. It's it's the type of thing that we need. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Muslims are just as as at risk, you know, yeah, yeah. Of this type of a thing as well. And it's I don't know who we need to be fucking taking it seriously. I mean, how we have to take it seriously. Yeah. But how I mean, you know, we don't have any power. I know. I mean, we should really be taking it because they're attacking, you know, left is the yeah. other thing that they want. They that they hate, you know. And and you just look at like, I feel like I take it seriously. We we've gone to places to square up against them and stuff like that. But we just we're <laughs> like out. It feels so out. We feel so outgunned when you go to those things. You do realize that like the police are on their side. Like they're watching me. The police aren't facing them because they trust them. They don't trust me. Right. They think I'm gonna bust a window out. These guys are killing people 
and like doing it in like ridiculously violent ways. I mean, it seems like we hear some sort of right wing violence happen. At least it feels sometimes like it's once or twice a week, dude. I mean, there was three this week. A guy walked into a Kroger and shot a man in the back of the head because he was black. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it, if you want to add in the police shootings, too, that's also right wing violence. That's nationalist right wing violence. All of that stuff is. And it, like we are at, we have a violent right wing in this country. We have violent conservatives like just running around. I don't know what more people have to see to realize that we have a real problem here. Yeah, I, it's it sucks because there's so you see so many people now that just are saying that we are we're just as extreme as them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. I haven't heard any left wing violence and at all. Since this, that now they act like they're talking about mobs. And when they talk about mobs, they're talking about like people screaming at people at restaurants. You know, these, oh, these crazy left wing mobs are showing up. It's like soccer moms and like, like college students screaming at Lindsey Graham in a restaurant. Right. You know, that's, that's not like a, that's a lot different than, you know, shooting places up, which is what that Las Vegas shooter was they ended up finding out he was right wing. Like every time one of these shooters goes and takes a bunch of people out, these white men of a certain a white boomer men usually go and take a bunch of people out. They just are like, Oh, but this one's like, he's just one of the bad ones. He's just one of the bad ones. Well, how come we don't have that problem into the green party? Yeah. He's not. That's what they said about this guy. Yeah. All right. Let's see who's on there or on the line. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, is this me? It is. Oh, damn, cool. Uh, first time caller, you know, long time, all that thing. Uh, my name is Matt. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Uh, it's good. And so um, this last guy, I guess, um, given the context, kind of fucked up, but like sort of stole my thunder. But like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that, but... Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a Jew Jewish guy right. living in uh, Pittsburgh, actually. Okay, that's fine. I mean, we, I want to hear all your stories. I mean, I want to know how it affected you. So let me know what your thoughts are. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to give a shout out and some recognition to uh, this group called If Not Now, and you know, If Not Now Pittsburgh. So basically. Um, they're about as like far of a lefty, pretty young Jewish group okay. as you're going to find. Yeah, they, they generally focus on like Palestinian solidarity and like anti-occupation and stuff like that. That's great. But I mean, obviously they're, yeah, yeah. And so I went to a vigil today that they uh, hosted and um, man, it was really, it was like cold and in the rain and like, I don't know, 50 or 60 people showed up and um like you're saying, there was like a Muslim representative and she was, you know, showing solidarity when we were doing chant. There was one chant in like Yiddish, you know, which is like Ashkenazi Jews. That's like white European Jews. Okay. That's kind of like the language a lot of our grandparents spoke. And it was like a chant that these, uh, I guess like Jews, you know, like facing down Nazis in the actual Holocaust. We're, uh, we're saying, and it translates to, like, uh, we will outlive you. That's tight. That sounds, I mean, yeah, under the circumstances. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's, um, no, that feel, I'm sure that feels great. 
I, I, I've been to vigils uh, for people that have been killed by the police and other things like that. And it always feels so much, it feels so much better than you could ever imagine. You know, it's something, it's not something you want to get yeah. out and leave the house for maybe, or I mean, you don't feel like it when it's time, but once you're there, um, it really is helpful to be around other people like that. Yeah. I mean, when I woke up to, you know, my parents calling me and getting all these texts and stuff, it, you know, just the whole day, I felt like pretty numb almost. And so like, I couldn't even process it, but, um, yeah, like you said, after being there with all those other people, like I'm starting to like, kind of like feel emotions about it yeah. and let you know you're not alone. Pretty, yeah. 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 It's, it's fucking rough, man, but it just makes me, you know, I've, I've been off my, like, you know, trying to get involved game these last couple of months, but it makes me really just want to like, just jump into everything now and fucking defend my communities and shit like that, you know? Yeah. It's a wake up call for sure. Um, and I'm sure like, I mean, just terrifying to know that you have a target on your back just for, you know, your culture community and, you know, the, the people that you, uh, all the people that, you know, you know, um, that's fucking awful. Yeah, no doubt. So what I actually wanted to like touch on is like, how much do you got? I mean, I guess you said you grew up with like a bunch of people who are pretty anti-Semitic, but like, man, that whole ideology is so fucking wacky and out there. And I kind of wanted to just talk about like how, like, you know, like fascism is a like terrifying and awful, but B just like so fucking stupid and like kind of funny in a fucked up way. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, I can see why you would say that. It's dumb. So it's like when you see when you're talking so when you're talking to a person, you generally who believes that stuff. Generally, I think one thing that somebody like me goes to, and this is I haven't talked to a Nazi, obviously, and a num since I've been doing street fight, all the people that I knew that were Nazis don't like me anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh yeah. but the dude <laughs> The dude I bring up a lot was a guy I worked with at, a, at the cable company that I talked to a lot. Like he was actually sort of related to me, like distantly, and and like he was he was a brother in law basically, and uh, so I okay. kind of had to be friendly with him. And uh, well, I didn't, didn't yeah. have to. I yeah. learned yeah. that you don't have to be. But back in when yeah. I was at that age, I felt like I needed to be yeah. friendly with him. Um, uh, I'm not gonna give you grief. Yeah. So well, I mean, I, I was like 24 five or 26 when, when I was, so I'm hanging out with this guy and I generally, this is how I felt. He's a hundred percent harmless. He's stupid as hell. You know what I mean? But he's a, yeah. he's harmless. Yeah. He's a nobody. He doesn't have any friends and nobody likes him and yeah. he sucks to be around. But that kind of gives them a reason to, to act out. I know there's nobody to stop. Yeah. Him and nothing to live for. I totally, I a hundred percent know that now, like now when I look at it, it's like, he's not hard. These people aren't harmless. Yeah. But like, uh, but like the, everything he believed was so stupid. It would, it would just always, yeah, yeah. it would always be like, I remember we would, anytime we talked about anything, he would just be, he would just be, well, you know, that's one way to think of it. The other way to think of it is that the Mossad did it. Like that was always his thing. The Mossad <laughs> did JFK. The Mossad did Martin Luther King. The Mossad did like everything is basically <laughs> yeah, a Mossad I mean, plot to him. Yeah. To be fair, they've probably done some 
pretty fucked up, weird, sketchy stuff, but they probably didn't do all of those. <laughs> so, so did yeah, the CIA. <laughs> I mean, they're letting the CIA yeah, yeah. off the hook a little <laughs> right. bit with some of these, you know? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but it's in the FBI, but it's just that he was able to fit anything into that. He was also like an enormous fan of David Duke. And like I used to, of he used to be like, you should listen to David Duke's podcast. And at the time, I was a more conservative type person. I didn't really know anything, so I listened. And it was, I listened. I was like, I can't believe somebody likes this. Like, right. this is stupid. Looney Tunes, right? It's bad. Like, ever, I don't like any of this stuff. None of this tracks with me. Like, because a lot of times they'll say like races, they'll be like, they'll get in your ear, and they'll be like, you know how like. I mean, we all know that black people do this, and you're like, I, that's not been my experience. Mm, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just, they all feel that way. Like, they, they all do that thing. Like, I remember one time he was mad because he went to an eye doctor, and the eye doctor was Indian. And he was like, he just sucked. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't tr- taking me seriously because I'm a white man. And I was just like, oh my God, no. <laughs> that's. Yeah, I think the other thing, well, this is the weird thing that I always find with the ideology is that in is that they're always defeated by like Jewish, the Jewish race. Right. Like this is always they can't accomplish anything in life because the Jews run everything and are brainwashing people are going to get rid of America and white people or yeah, whatever yeah. The, and like yeah, and they never get that. any fucking victories i said that to him in the past i said if white if the white man is so supreme then why is he constantly getting beat by everybody it's like we can't win maybe we yeah, deserve yeah. to be right the, we're the, like, we're in the yeah, wait, wait wait can i go ahead can i like talk about that a little bit sure yeah so like that's the fucking weird thing uh, or like kind of how they square the circle of like Whites are supreme, and, you know, we're on top, and, like, we rightfully, you know, like, we're, we're smarter and whatever, superior to other races. So then it's like, why why can't I fucking get ahead, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, why are these other races making progress? And then the answer is that there's these sneaky, powerful little infiltrators, uh, which is us, you know, Jewish people, who are, you know, undermining them and sabotaging them. And, you know, like this fucking shooter thought, like trying to bring in uh, brown people into the U.S. to like destroy the West or destroy their country or whatever. I've heard that speech. So, but like the other part. What? I, I have heard that all of that stuff that you just said, I've heard it come out of the person's mouth. I'm just like kind of co-signing on the yeah. stuff that you're saying is stuff that real human beings believe. <laughs> Yeah, no, white, like, if you look online, if you're as online as me, like, white genocide, George Soros, globalists, like, all that shit is all skirting around, you know, Jews, Judaism, like, that's what it's going to come back to at the end of the day. Do you, and, like, the other thing, I, hmm. can I ask, do you think that, like, most, like, because I tend to think that, like, the George Soros thing is anti-Semitic and that, like, the people who are putting that out there are anti-Semitic. But, like, your my grand, yeah. your grandpa's probably doesn't know that he's being anti Do you, would you say that? Like, that, like, when, when somebody, yeah. like, my yeah, father-in-law yeah. is like, oh, these goddamn George Soros. I'm like, I think he really thinks it's just one guy that's doing all this stuff. Yeah. I don't know if he thinks it's a Jewish conspiracy. He could. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. So, 
what what I think it is, it, I agree with you. Probably the majority of those people don't think that, but the really fucking, you know, really into it, the really deep Nazis and shit like that, um, you know, they they put out these conspiracies and they try to perpetrate that so that it kind of builds towards that. So it's easier to flip that switch yeah. later on when, right. you know, shit hits the fan. It's like, oh, by the way, it's because he's Jewish, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then it's not as big of a leap. Exactly. You're right. The people that are masterminding this, the Stormfront people are totally yeah. fo- are doing this for racist intentions and, and using the naivete and the easy backdoor excuse of, no, no, I'm mad at George Soros. I'm not mad at anybody's religion, you know? Yeah. And they've been yeah. doing it. And I'm sure they are. And then, then this Stormfront. Oh, I'm sure they are. Absolutely are, yeah. too. I mean. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. If you told me my father-in-law was anti-Semitic, I'd be like, probably. <laughs> right. I'm we'll agree uh, with you on that I one. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm sure they like they do believe that you know it's George Soros. It's not right. like all Jews. Although they probably they probably also at the same time think that we're like cheap or good with money or sneaky yeah. or whatever. All they just that. might not think we're global masterminds. Yeah. Well, it's just you're exactly right though. Like that is how. That is how it, it, that's why it kind of manifests when, when you talk about like, maybe you're not like discriminated against in the job market and you're not discriminated against maybe. And and like when you go grocery shopping, nobody thinks you're stealing or anything. But like when it comes out, the people that are coming after you believe that they're at war with you and they're shooting somebody who is, who is controlling everything, an evil person. That knows what they're doing and, and is trying, trying to destroy, to destroy them. Love. Yeah. So it always yeah, manifests yeah, in this yeah. like really crazy violence that, that and, and like that's yeah. why it, and, and like Stormfront, I mean, the dude I knew was posting on Stormfront when I was hanging out with him, you know, oh, and, wow. and this is 2000, yeah. the early 2000, 2000. I remember, I'll say that this is going to make me sound like really dumb. Okay. Uh, in 2000, in <laughs> okay. like 2000, I don't know, 2002 or 2003 after 9-11 was when I kind of started watching the news. I felt like I needed to know what was going on in the world. So I'm going to watch the news. And I started watching. This had to be 2002. I'm going to say it's 2002. I said, I'm I'm going to I'm watching Fox News. Because it seems like the most American news. That's what I thought. Like, I'm trying to watch the most American news so I can get the most American news that I can get. That's what they wanted you to think. I know, I know, and and like it worked, you know. And like I said that to him in a conversation, and he said, "Ah, Fox News is also run by Jews and stuff like that." So he was like on it. Like he thought it was happening in 2000. One two thousand two, right. like that's the thing. Like this mm-hmm. whole movement has been happening for a really long time. Every I mean, t- every time me and this guy would get into an argument, he'd be like, "Stormfront had got twenty thousand members last month. We're building an army. We're getting stronger yeah. and strong." Like he always knew how many God people damn. signed up for Stormfront every month, and he counted them as allies on in like some war that he's fighting. By being online. I mean, sure. but then there are other people who take it <laughs> offline and do all this stuff. And that's why we should be concerned about it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you like really want to go like deep, deep cut, I mean, uh, I like protocols of the elders of Zion was this book written, I think in like Tsarist Russia in like the late 
or middle, like 19th century, and it talks about like the Jewish cabal's plan to I take wa- over the world, and then like, huh? There's a good documentary about it that like says it's anti-Semitic, oh, really? not like a, a documentary that's like you got to check out who's oh, causing all oh, these there's troubles. There's a lot of documentaries on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do. <laughs> no, not that. I think it was an HBO documentary. Okay, just. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched. I really, truly haven't watched a lot of the races stuff. I. I guess I should look into it. Henry Ford funded I the mean, printing of 500,000 copies of the Prodigals of the El- Elders of Zion. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like I should uh, be looking into it. And I know that a lot of our listeners are like pay very close attention to it and know what's going on. And it's I like I feel no, like, man, I mean, there's only so much like you can do, I guess, only so much time in the day. Yeah. It'll drive you insane if you try to know everything that these people are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 again, you what you said at the beginning of the call is that it's astoundingly stupid. A lot of it is astoundingly stupid. It doesn't stop them. And it just doesn't matter. They don't yeah. care. They you can argue against them all day every day, but you're never going to win, you know. I mean, some yeah. people There's some people quote. do turn but yeah, it does nothing. There's, there's another quote. I've go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. Um, I forgot who this is by, but it's, it's just like anti-Semitism is uh, socialism for idiots. Because like their thing is like capitalism rules and it's the best system, but like it's the people pulling the strings that are fucking it all up for us. Uh-huh. And those people are Jews. If we had the right people, the pure white men you know, whatever, doing capitalism, then we would all be happy and fulfilled and all that stuff. So they don't have a systemic critique. So instead, they have to look for, like, individuals and, like, a shadowy group of individuals who are making it bad for them. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. This is most of New World Order stuff, too. I mean, that's what I... The Alex Jones stuff... The Alex Jones stuff I was really into, and... I knew that there was a lot of anti-Semitism like that David Gray guy that writes about the reptiles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Whatever. Yeah. And there's a big cross. I mean, that kind of rules that. though. <laughs> yeah. His shit is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying that then I, but I got to this point where it was like, I don't feel like I'm in control of my life whatsoever. Like there's everything's, everything is working against me. There's intergalactic yeah, beings yeah. or there's a new world order or some police state that's happening and that is reasons why I can't do what I want to do, you know, or why I'm, exactly, I'm just going to yeah. always lose and always be succumb, yep. you know, subjected to some sort of brainwashing or, you know, slavery to capitalism or to the United States. Right. Dark state, deep yeah. state or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. the Alex, yeah, and you, exactly. you, you can see like somebody looking at the Alex Jones stuff and, Get it. Like, I remember looking at it for a while and kind of like, going through it. He used to be so anti-cop, it. dude. Yeah, I, I used to look at it, and yeah. then, like, you do notice then when you start looking at the comments on stuff, they're like, boy, this guy really, he attracts some some bad people. Sure. <laughs> like, maybe there's something going That's on here that I don't like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um I, uh, next time, I want to call next time because I'm in grad school and I'll probably dox myself if I get into too much details, but whatever. But, and like, 
I don't know. My school is like pretty aligned with like the U.S. military and like defense and intelligence agencies and all that stuff. Like the CIA tries to like recruit people there, and I want to like talk about that some other time. But why did you? Why did you sign up to teach at West Point then? Like, (laughs) did you think that was going to be a problem? I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, yeah, hell yeah, call in anytime. We're going to be here. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. That was, uh, yeah, that that shooting. I, I like my Gwen came up to me and was like, you know, did you hear about the shooting in Pittsburgh? And I was like, I, you know, I didn't really look into. It. I didn't even know it was a synagogue. Oh yeah. And then I got on and looked at it, and I was like, oh my god, like I, it does. I mean, when I started reading, so there were periods where it was like maybe some of this is alarmist. Some of the tweets, like people, like maybe some people are getting a little ahead of themselves but it like when you step back and start to think about it you do start to feel like i we might be like at war with like this might be like war you know what yeah. I mean? this might be what it's like well i mean if there's enough of them that are willing to give up their lives for the cause and pull maneuvers like this they all get off the hook by saying it was just one loony bin yep person you know mm-hmm. yeah if it's it's the same thing that al-qaeda was doing with with just trying to convince people to like watch the videos and just do DIY terrorism, yeah. you know, and there are this, they're ratcheting it up. It's working more people. These in these, like you said, these boomer men are swallowing the red pill and going all the fucking way to black. Right there. And not only that, but they like, they have that out of like every single time they do it. It's a false flag too. So sure. they, they, well, we didn't do anything. I don't know how that happened. Right. Every single time set up. Are you kidding me? Why would a guy with a van covered in Trump stickers ever do this? Yeah. <laughs> that van was something, man. Yeah. saw a lot of those in DC. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I see them around here too. I, People got something to say. People love to put their memes on the side of their van. It's it's pretty weird. You want to take one more and get a break in? Yeah, and let's do that. Finish it out. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hi. Uh, <clears throat> this is Josh. How's it going? What's up, Josh? We're doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty fine myself. Thank you. I uh, I've been listening for a little while and. Uh, Really like your stuff. I'm calling in representing the weird left. You're on uh, Halloween's coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and my feel and now I'm a folk singer and one of my favorite songs uh is an old Irish rebel song from the nineteen eighties, uh called Back Home in Derry. It was written by Bobby Sand while he was in prison. And there's this one line at the very end of the song. My comrades' ghosts are behind me. And I thought, what a concept. And like, just thinking about how many of us have uh, literal anti-fascist war fighters in our family trees or, you know, people who were important to us, people who taught us, people who got us into the struggle, people whose writings influenced us, all of this stuff. And, you know, I'm also a pagan, and I believe that we can draw power from it. And even if it's just a psychological thing, yeah, it counts. you know, that's works. Valid whatever too. works, that's, that's valid as, as fuck. Yeah. So uh, my point is, I I really love how kind of mainstream 
Halloween and witchy stuff like witchy Twitter, witchy Instagram has kind of gotten, there's been a lot of sort of emphasis on this Caliban and the witch kind of embrace of witchcraft and magic and paganism and all this stuff in the face of a regime that reminds a lot of people of Puritan New England. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can, I can I think, draw that. I think it's the, uh, you can draw a straight line yeah. there. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh so my 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 big thing is, you know, big ups to all uh, all my fellow pagan leftists out there and uh invite your uh, invite your other friends, invite your comrades, invite people who might not be, you know, might might not be part of the ritual but you know want to draw on these you know these anti-fascists these anti-capitalists these uh, these awesome radicals in their in their family trees and in their lives and in their uh, you know our teachers i believe are part of it as well and if you go if you want to go way down the rabbit hole you can start talking about land spirits and uh, you know fairies and traditional uh ideas of uh, of being carried underground and all you know all this kind of stuff i want to see people marshalling like the tuatha de and the, the people of done it the, the the great irish gods to uh, to our side i want people you know denying the fascist access to the freaking norse gods man okay you, insp- I, you I believe inspired that's me possible. you inspired me so we did Hell an, yeah. last year we did an occult zine and we had a free tarot deck that we got. We got a tarot deck made, and there is uh, some primers on how to use sigils and bring some of that uh, mag- magic into your life. So on Halloween, I'm gonna put the PDF on like Pastebin or something so that everybody can have access to it. And we'll do a. You want to try to get a sigil happening on Halloween? I'll <laughs> sure. come over. It's sure. it's a Wednesday oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. We work that night. Oh anyways. yeah, it's a work night. Yeah. Well, wait, no, we gotta do. I gotta do trick or treat, but after trick or treat. Yeah, we'll probably work after. I was thinking, but we do this on the air. I was thinking I'd just come over after the whole thing was over. Sure, but we can maybe do a sigil uh, you know, that I've, night too. I've actually got a sigil that I worked out myself. Um, it's a it's a reworking of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. I'll slide it in your DMs on Twitter, and uh, if you like it, you can. Uh, yeah, you can add that to the stack. We'll try. We'll we'll get it on the live feed before we do, before we do uh, the actual podcast. We'll do it on the live feed. We'll we'll do a signal. We'll do some little. We'll do a little bit of magic. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm worth awesome. it. I'll, some, I'll read your tarot. Worth a shot. Hell yeah. Send it. Send it to us, and, and we'll give it a shot. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, and if anybody has uh, pictures of like anti-fascists in the in their family who have passed on. You know, I, I want people to like smear that all over Twitter. Let's, you know, Utah Phillips used to say that the biggest weapon of uh, of a leftist is the long memory, that kind of that that feeling of tradition. And I want to I want to take that from the fascists. I want I don't want to give them, you know, I don't want to give them a monopoly on tradition. They don't have one. They never have, and their claim to one should be ridiculous. Yeah, and should read as ridiculous to everybody. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for calling. That's a, I mean, it was a good call for Halloween. Yeah, perfect. I thought you were going to say your favorite song was the Monster Mash, though, there for a second. And I was going to be like, no, I'm not into that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although, although you know, uh, uh, a, a quick joke on that. Becky, let me graveyard smash. 
No wrong. <laughs> My only Transylvania twist. <laughs> you gotta love the cheesy stuff too. Yeah. You, you know, that's what makes it Halloween and not just uh and not just that one. I think we're richer for the traditional stuff and the kitschy stuff. Yeah, and peanut there's butter taffy. In, there's room in the heart for all of it. Peanut oh, peanut, oh yeah. those gross peanut butter taffies. Oh, I thought you were the yellow and black can the, the yeah. orange and black like in the wax paper. I shit no more. <laughs> they don't sell it anymore. I tried to get some candy candy corn the other day. Is that like special order now? No, they, you can still get that. I couldn't find candy. Oh, they added it at Target. I don't go to Target. <laughs> Oh, God. I spent too much damn money there. Yeah, I spent all my money. I hit the target right in my wallet. I saw candy corn today. My daughter was trying to buy it. Mixed candy corn and peanuts. It's the best snack. It's like a baby Ruth. Gross. Whoa. Let's get this break. Let's get this break. All right. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Nighty night, y'all. All right. And uh, that... Website for the group in Pittsburgh uh, is ifnotnowmovement.org. You can get information about uh, how to help out and actions they're doing and money and all that stuff. What's up? Hey, before I go to break, I want to uh, I want to throw something out here real quick. I, I got to goddamn get it up. Okay. Um, on November 7th, Wednesday, between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. at the State House in Columbus, Ohio, there is a, a rally for trans visibility called We Won't Be Erased. That's November 7th. Oh, that's next Wednesday. Okay. So it's November 7th between 4 and 7 p.m. at the State House. Me and Brett oh, are going to be there. I thought it was earlier in the day. Did they move it? They moved it. Yeah, they moved it. Me and Brett should be there. <laughs> Maybe Brett's not going to be there. <laughs> Oh, I can be there. <laughs> okay, me and Brett will be there. And I, I, uh, was, I was just hoping it's during the day. Yeah. No, they moved it so people could show up. <laughs> we just lost some callers there. We could just finish the show out here if you want to. Okay. We're down to two people. Let's just finish the show yeah, out. Yeah, why did everybody leave? I think they thought we were leaving. Really? I don't know. We What's take a break, on? people. Well, we don't... I mean, let's, let's not. Right. Let's end it early tonight. All let's, right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Are they all dropping? Try this next one, man. Is it of technical difficulty? Hello. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Hey. Hey, what's up? How's hey, it going? What's going on? Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Terry in Kansas. What's up, Terry? Real Terry or fake Terry? Fake Terry. Oh. Yeah, I haven't decided whether I'm going to name names about the place I got fired from. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay, let's hear how you got fired then. You're the last caller tonight for some reason. It's only an hour and a half show. So let's That's hear crazy. it. Normally I fall asleep halfway through the show. Someone's back. Okay, so there's one more. But yeah. Oh, oh, you guys got you guys gonna stay up later. No. No, I was uh I was working at a, like a bullshit nonprofit doing nothing really. Like filing reports and making spreadsheets and whatever. And uh, kind of got my coworkers riled up about trying to figure out what we actually could do to help people and then started getting harassed by our boss. And eventually tried to form a union, and uh, that's when they threw me out the front door. How, Which, how did they uh, get rid of good, you? Good, actually. I mean, did they just say like you're trying to start a union? You're fired. Yeah, yeah, they said that. <laughs> oh, I wow. mean, like it's illegal, but there's no job police, you know. No, I mean, there's like, really nothing. That's the thing. I mean, you can go to the labor board, right? 
like uh, we've had listeners call in and people have had various successes with the labor board, but it also means it's going to take months and you're going to have to go and meet up with people and all that shit. So it's sort of like, okay, I guess I could go to the labor board, but I'm out of here now. There's nothing I can really do about it. You know, they make it take so yeah, long. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. So like driving to the nearest city to like, meet with whatever lawyer I could actually get to do anything, which I that took, that took like six months. I, I lost two comrades at work, like two people who were on board got fired or quit. And during the time we just took, just get like any goddamn lawyer or organizer to answer our calls and pay attention. I never did get anywhere with the AFL CIO, which, you know, I think probably listeners like other listeners don't have a good feeling about them. I tried with them. That's who I tried with. Wait, yes, yeah. that's who I tried with was the AFL-CIO. They basically told me, go get a list of people who'd be interested and we'll get back to you on that. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> like, it felt like yeah. they were saying, go do all the work. And then maybe if it looks like there's some good possibilities, it's like when, when it's like when those kids in ninth grade asked me to join a gang, but there were only like six of them. And I was like, wow, boy, I'd really love to be in a gang, but I don't know what the long-term <laughs> prospects are for this particular gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah this is the trick the afl is well, hey, pulling yeah like oh great guys you're uh you can't get anybody into the phone and you can't get anybody to do anything like i don't know how much help you're actually going to be <laughs> but uh yeah i talked talked to some teamsters through the the facebook group and they recommended like the ue which is union of electrical something i don't remember it's like a more radical union but they're on the ropes and, you know, it's just, it's just hard. But, you know, eventually got myself fired. I just was hanging out with another comrade who got herself fired from a similar nonprofit for the same thing. It's like we're living the same thing three months, three months at a time. Uh, but hey, so, you know, my partner, no, I'm going to also call Terry because I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, and I were, are you, we're talking about this earlier. We ended up, uh, so after I got fired, I was like kind of doing nothing for a while, doing nothing during the summer. Uh, and ended up buying the local bike shop. So now we're bike shop owners, which is great. It's, uh, anybody who can get into the petite bourgeoisie, I highly recommend it. You're your own boss. Uh, it's amazing. Nice. We've sort of enjoyed uh, it. Yeah. We like it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's great. I had a, I had some like, uh, the local, the local teens, the BMX kids who run around town getting chased by the cops in the shop the other day and they wanted to know who my boss was and they'd like, it blew their mind that I just like, I don't have a boss. Ugh. Yeah, but you do all the work. Like, yeah, I don't have a boss, though. But I don't do mind. what I want. Are you going to let the BMX teens hang out at the shop? Oh, man, they're in there every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Get a TV in there. Let them yeah. hang out. <laughs> it's, their, it's their spot. Is there, it's their, they, go, they go get chased off the steps of the grocery store, and then they come over and hang out with me and tell me all about it. That's awesome. That's it's, cool. Uh, Hanging out with bad kids. Funny. Hanging out with bad kids is a really like the best thing you can do as an adult is hang out with bad kids and like try to guide <laughs> them toward less bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's exactly it. Like, hey, you guys are getting chased off of stuff, but you could be like uh, cooking up meth in Coke bottles yeah. and like actually get in trouble with the cops instead of just getting kind of chased around town. I mean, security you guards know? need somebody to chase anyway. Yeah, makes what else are they doing? Powerful. <laughs> yeah. What else are they up to? Yeah, you keep, know? Keep them from getting complacent. 
<laughs> I, 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 always, I, I will say this. I have always in my life thought that if one adult treated me like a human being, I might not have been such a bad kid. Like, <laughs> I always feel like nobody ever spoke to me like a normal person. So I was like, why act like one? I, I just act like an animal because everybody treats me like one. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty serious. Like, I, yeah, I used to work in schools, and that's, you know, that's what you want to, you want to be that adult for kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, hey, the, so the reason I wanted to call in and actually hang around to talk to you guys is because we were talking earlier, my partner and I were talking about a way we can get people bikes on credit. Every day somebody comes in and wants to buy a bike on credit, and I could usually just tell them, like, no, that seems like it's probably shady, I don't know, because uh, I haven't figured out a way to do it yet. Okay. And I was looking at a way to do it today uh, that's basically like they can pay it back in six months, but then it kicks in with like a pretty high interest rate, like 20%. And uh, I just wanted to bounce the idea off somebody. You know, like, how's that sound to you guys? Does that sound predatory? It sounds to me predatory, but I feel like that's kind of my like middle-class background some too, you know? Uh, I mean, you're not keeping the interest. It's the whoever's doing it, right? Yeah, but I don't, like I would still feel guilty leading people into that if it if it like kind of blew up in their faces, you know. What, what if you did it and you explained to them very and like in the most pure way, just be like, "Look, I have to do this through somebody else. This is the way they do it. And if you don't think you're going to be able to pay it, I would hate to see you get stuck in that situation with these people." Like if you use like I think plain language when it, I I don't think it's bad if you give them like really plain language you know and and just tell them like I want to be able to offer these things on credit I can't I don't have the money to do it on my own and I don't know how to write contracts or shit this is a place that'll do it <laughs> yeah and like the second part yeah Which, and like almost even like you can try to I mean you you can frame it like you're. I mean, it's also a good sales maneuver to just be like, I, look, this could be bad. Just let me let you know. And then like, I think people, I think people, I can respect that. I can respect the honesty. Yeah. I think that there's plenty of, yeah. I wanted to get an electric bicycle really bad and I needed to get a loan. That's for exactly, it. that's exactly it. I want to sell people electric bikes because like people can actually use them to replace cars, Yeah, but they start at 1600 bucks. Yes. That's exactly. I was, I was pretty much like. I want to pay $100 a month for the next two years to have like a brand new electric bike. And I was willing to do it, but it's really hard to secure that kind of a thing. But I think most people would like something like that available. Is it possible you could do a layaway of some sort where people bring money to you once a month and then when they pay it off, they get it? Yeah, I do layaway now because it like doesn't, it doesn't feel predatory at all. You right. know, like I basically, yeah, that's your bike. Price is what it says now. You right. get it when you're done. Right. You know? Sure. I mean, but, I would... You know, I, layaway for... So... Uh, a layaway for a bike to cost like $2,400 is going to take forever. So let me get... it's. So the scam is the first six months, 0% interest. If you don't... If you haven't paid it off by six months, they hit you with 20%? Yeah. And, and it goes back. So basically, day six oh. months and one day, it's 10%. Yeah. That's how... Um, that's how they get you. I mean, that is, that is most like financing contracts and most 0% info. 
I mean, is it possible you could look in? I don't know if there's. I, I really don't know enough about this stuff, but I don't. I don't wonder if there's somebody else that would offer a more traditional loan that does just charge interest every single month, and they don't have to hit you with some sort of switcheroo. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't know if it like people say all the time that they'll, you know, they're just a, they just need a few months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it like does make more sense to be like, yeah, this thing is it's easy for me, and like it really is zero percent if you can get your shit together in six months. Right. Or it makes sense to look for something where it's like, no, this is this is more like a house loan. You just you've got payments and you're gonna end up paying a lot more than if you had cash, but you don't have cash and you want a bike electric bike now, you know? Yeah, I guess that's yeah, that's what I would say. I guess I would just break it down and be like, This is the amount you need to pay every single month, otherwise it's gonna cost you this amount, you know? Yeah. yeah. If you if you're forthright, I mean yeah. for dude Easy credit makes the world go round. We all fucking need the help. It's something to offer. I wouldn't feel guilty for offering it if you're not making anything off of it besides selling a bike that somebody probably wants or needs. And I'm sure some people will 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 complain about it, but like the reality of doing business in the world that we live in is that like everybody's I, I mean like, you know, Shopify skims money off the top of our thing, so we have to charge more or, or you know, Patreon takes money and shit like <laughs> that. Like, there's all these little fucking, like, parasites that just take a little bit all the time, and that's how this thing works. And, like, everybody yeah, understands the game. You know, everybody understands what's going on, and people that are going to buy an electric bike on credit know that they're going to pay, maybe pay more. Yeah. And they know that, you know, this... I mean, nobody in the world trusts a credit contract, right? right. You know I mean? <laughs> like, I never signed a credit contract being like, oh, okay. well, this seems like it's on the up and up. <laughs> I thought it was a good idea. I'm always like, that was such a bad idea. As soon as I walk out the door, I'm like, yeah, damn it. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I just feel, I, I do feel like, if you're up front with somebody and you like, you're already 99% better just by going to somebody and saying, this is how this works. This is the reality of how this works. And yeah. it's not me that's making these rules up. It's somebody else that's making these rules up. I don't have any control over them. Yeah. And some people don't, some people don't do the math in their head. And some people are like, if someone says like, Oh, I'm probably going to get a, I'm going to get like a bonus next month for a thousand dollars. It's like, well, why don't you just wait until you get that bonus? <laughs> Before you sign yeah, up no with the, with a loan shark here, <laughs> yeah, it's like if you break it up, it's like you're going to have to pay three hundred and fifty dollars a month every single month. Do you have that in your budget? You know, um, if someone says they do, I mean, there you just got to trust them and let them do their own thing. But sure, someone's gonna someone is gonna sign that contract. Like I one time tried to sign a contract for four thousand dollar rims for my car. Thankfully, I was not approved approved for it, Jesus. but I was going to go ahead and sign up for that and probably just have them repoed, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get out one day and your car's just sitting on blocks and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you, ha- you do have to pay that. <laughs> oh, all the things I've been turned down for, I'm always like, thank you for doing that. There was this <laughs> body shop in town that like that's, you can- you know, like, that's something I thought about, too, is like a lot of people who want who want to do that will get turned down. Down and I feel okay about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Most people that are coming into a bike shop asking for credit are like Brett style, and they're like, "I can probably get turned down." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have good enough score or anything. I don't deserve this anyway. Yeah. 
Actually, Brett will pay it, though. That's the thing. He would, he would pay the damn thing and get the bike. Now, me, on the other hand, I'd be like three months into it and be like, can I just give you this fucking thing back? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to pay this anymore. I mean, I think the good news is there's no bike repo, man. You just end up with the bike and bad credit. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, see, that's also kind of like, okay. I, did, did you get ripped off in that case, or does the company get ripped off? The company, right? No, I get I get the payment when they when they buy the thing, and then it's between them and some subsidiary of Visa. Oh, just go for it. Just this is all on the up and up. Like, well, I mean, as on the up and up as something can be, it's like you're not getting ripped off. If they if they do take it, it's like right on, dude. You got yourself a bike. You got you can't get anything else on credit, but right. you got yourself a bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's your last ride. You right away in the sunset on your brand new free electric bike. <laughs> And never get a house. In 11 years, you'll be able to buy yeah. something else. It's right. exciting. They'll give you a Best Buy card nine years from now. Oh, oh my God. Well, I'd, I'd say you guys are making me feel about the same about this. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I, I actually, like I said, if you can, if you can create sort of your presentation on it in a way, because they're not going to pay attention to how you sell it. You, you know what I'm saying? So, like... They're not, you're going to be like, oh, we offer credit, right? They're not going to come in and be like, he's, he's saying we're thieves. You know what I mean? He's saying we're predatory thieves. He can't do that. Oh, yeah. You know, they're not going to say. The company's not going to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. So you can just do that. You can get away with that. And I mean, look, anytime I did something stupid, signed up for predatory credit, uh, payday advance, I knew I was. I knew what was going on and I still signed up. Like, it's not like it's going to lose you sales. Most people are just like, yeah, I'm going to pay it though. I've been planning yeah, on paying it. that. I was, that's been a plan of mine, actually. I love paying well, my bills. But at this, you know what? Also, at the same time, though, is I'll tell you what it's helpful for. Someone like me could get $300 extra a month. And as yeah. soon as I would get to 600 or 900, I'd be like, oh, let's get like a bigger TV or a PlayStation 4. Or like, I would get a new sound system for my car. Like, I don't think I could ever get, I could never set enough to buy the bike outright, but I could still make the payments over a few months. So it is helpful to certain groups of people. I'm sure, um, you know, just be honest and upfront about it and help them out a little more than some other sleaze bag would. Yeah. The other bike shop in town is probably being like, this is some great credit. Yeah. Let me tell you about six this months, six months, 2% cost you nothing. <laughs> Nothing's easier than paying something off in six months. You ever done that? It's great. It's one of the best feelings you can have. And it's easy. It's like no. taking candy from a baby. It's like, no, man, three months <laughs> into that. You're like, why am I still paying for this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like I got all the fun out of it already. That's going to happen on my next thing in nine years after I get all the people that I've burned is a pool table. Okay. Free pool table. You're going to go get a pool table on credit? <laughs> nice free pool table. <laughs> free hot tub. Man, you got you to find one of those that somebody will let you have for free if you can move it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, you're right. got one of those in their basement. They can't get out of there. You are right. That is exactly right. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. I'm going to start looking for that. Let's get a pool table, dude. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks for calling in. All right, thanks. All right, last last call. caller. Nobody else call in because we're done. This is the show. Hey, thanks for calling. Hey, this is Al from Chicago. What's up, Al? How you doing tonight? Doing well. I'm working right now. 
Oh, I'm no. soldering and hot gluing shit. What but you, I'm at home. Oh, you're at home. You, are you doing like work, work? Or are you doing like uh, uh, fun work? I'm doing prep. I'm doing like prep work for shit I have to install tomorrow. I'm uh, I work in theater, oh. uh, and I'm a uh, yeah, I'm a freelancer. It kind of it sucks, but it's also great. It also sucks. Yeah. yeah. Like what? What do you do for the theater? Like you make the stuff. Right now, I'm the I'm a master electrician on a show. So basically, I'm the person who has to make sure all the lights are up and running and any and do any wiring that I need to do. Nice, nice. So you get it all ready, and then you just roll in and knock it out and get out of there. Yeah, basically. Um, they're like in rehearsals, and I, I was going to go in this morning, but I was really tired, and I didn't. But uh, basically, the set is just the walls are just a bunch of boxes, and each one gets a little bit of LED tape to light up. Okay. So it it looks cool. It just takes fucking forever to cut it and solder it and install it. So that's what I'm doing now. That's nice. And I was watching. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching uh, watching you guys on Twitch while uh, while I was doing that. Dude, I look like I'm hiding or something tonight. Yeah, I, full disclosure, I threw up before the show and I was feeling a little wonky at the beginning. I feel great now. I feel like really good. Good thing, but but I think that's because we're done after this call. <laughs> and uh, I'm going home. <laughs> but yeah, I've got like probably another hour or two of shit to do. I'm listening to the podcast, watching Twitch. Oh, I feel bad now. We're leaving you. We we would usually be here for another hour. You'd have something to watch, but now we're leaving you with nothing. I we mean, gotta do it. Uh, we gotta do an extra hour, Brian. We, we gotta do it for this guy. We got eight years nah, nah, nah. of back you, catalog. You do, you do you. I'll just go back to uh, watching the Chapel FYM stream. Oh yeah, they're on too. Yeah, so they can watch the Chapo yeah. stream. Felix yeah, plays I, Fortnite. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I asked Felix uh, now that you guys are on Twitch when are you guys going to be on? And he's like, whenever you guys want to. So we should get on that. Oh, us play Fortnite. Yeah. We'll try oh, yeah, to get on play, it. But you can, yeah. You don't need to, you can always just hang out. Yeah. We got to get the them. We, we got, we haven't had them on. Actually we have, no, we haven't had them on in a while. We haven't had them on Twitch. Uh, I think if me and Felix and will are going to do something when the Mayans is over. And uh, okay, we've been hanging out a lot. We've done a lot of stuff together lately. We're gonna probably lay off until New York the next time we go to New York. <laughs> yeah, but I'd love to do. I'd love to go on the Chapo stream. I I, I want to go on the Goof Kings, uh, the Go Off Kings oh. stream when I'm out in California. Well, I I think only one of them's out in California now. Stefan? No, Stefan's back in Vancouver. <gasps> How dare he? Oh, well, I mean, Rob's still there, right? I can do that. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. Stefan's back in Vancouver. Well, yeah, I think his uh, visa ran out. Oh, these visas. This is why we're never going to Canada. Fuck I hate to say this to Canada, but like, I every time I think about we should do a show up in Toronto, I'm like, I got to get a visa. I got to do that tax thing, right? We got to get a work visa. Oh, is that what it is? We got to fill out some tax oh, stuff. I don't want to go We got to get passports. And then we could get turned away at the border because we're scumbags and then have to turn around and go home and cancel the shows. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, that's that is exactly so much. What happen. So I know because we'll pull up to the border and they'll 
fucking look at Brett and be like, what's what's this guy? What's this guy's fucking problem <laughs> with this neck tattoo? What? Why is he doing this? And Brett's all high. We're yeah. going to Canada. We'll make it up there. It's just the work visa thing is you need a work visa, dude. We can't do a live show there without a work visa. So we we can go there. We could lie, obviously, but that gets you in trouble. And then yeah. it gets you kicked out of the country for like 10 years. So it's like, that's why we haven't been to Canada. Because we don't have passports because <laughs> we're hillbillies. Too much money. <laughs> passports are uh, annoying. Having to renew them and new photos and all that shit. I've, I have three passports and it's annoying. Is it, that's what I don't want to hear about getting a, like that I have to go get one. And then like, who would even know where to get a work visa? Like who would even be, be able to get started on something like that? Right. Like what website do I go to? I think you can just, at this point you can probably Google it. I think it's like a consulate or some such thing. Fucking consulate, dude. We have to go to a fucking consulate to do a, to do a one hour comedy show. Oh, Nationalism is a disease. You like that? You like me getting all mad at nationalism because it affects me right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> there now you go. Now we're an- now we're super anti-nationalism because we can't go to Canada or Mexico. Yeah, make money. We can't do. Yeah, yeah. I want to make money up in Canada. I want to make some of that Canada money. It's worth less, but it's still money. It all spends, right? I don't think it's worth less. It's worth less now. It is. Mm-hmm. It's back to being worth less. It's funny money, but. It's funny money, but you can buy legal weed with it. That's true. There's weed up there, but you can't bring it back. See, that's the good thing about doing Los Angeles, right? Is that in California now, you're allowed to put the weed right on the plane. They let you just put the weed, take the weed with you on the plane now. It's like, well, really? well, well. That's I read it. Yeah. TSA just lets you walk right through there with the weed. And I'm like, well, now that's something I like. That plane's going to smell bad when I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a lot of weed home. <laughs> well, thank you for calling. Uh, I appreciate My it. My pleasure. Have a have a great night. We're going home. Yeah. We're cool. Have a good one. Frozen pizza and watch some wrestling. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with my extra time here. Go watch uh, people get butchered in a horror movie. <laughs> uh, what time? Is it after midnight? Oh, it's one. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we can go up to Polaris and see Halloween. Um uh streetfightradio.com is our website patreon.com slash streetfightradio is a place to find bonus content we got digital zines we got bonus shows we have uh bonus videos we've been doing commentary over episodes of undercover boss that's available on patreon.com slash streetfightradio um check it out if you want to support this show so we can spread this mess across the u.s we're doing a live show in Cleveland on November 24th. Make Black Friday Red number two is happening. Uh, you can watch that. Uh, not watch that. You can come to the show and watch it. Now that's classed in Cleveland, Ohio. It's going to be uh, good. We're going to go Black Friday shopping the day before. Head out on even Thanksgiving night to see what kind of lunatics are outside. Wednesday night. Wednesday night, sorry. And then we will report back on it. Uh, on stage Saturday night, November 24th, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, We will see you later this week. Peace.